Are you a caregiver? Or do you have a loved one who is aging and you or they might have questions that need to be answered? We have some answers that might help. This is Aging Life Network with Nancy Oriola. Today, you'll hear from experts and others related to the field of aging who will bring you answers, best practices, and tips for helping your loved one navigate this new part of life. Now, here is your host, Nancy Oriola. Hello, this is Nancy, your host. Thank you for tuning in today. I am joined with a well, by a well-respected neurologist and geriatrician in the aging world, Dr. Jan Knofel. We are talking about the question I hear very often from families about their aging loved one, and frankly, I hear from my aging peers wonder, wondering about each other. And that is, when it comes to our brain and our thinking, what is normal? Should I be concerned? Does my parent have the beginnings of a dementia? Where does normal end and a problem I should be concerned about begin? Although we may not have the large family gatherings during the holidays this year, it is the time of year when more communication and contact may occur. And we may notice changes that leave us wondering about our loved ones. Dr. Knofel has more than 35 years experience teaching, researching, and providing clinical care. An Ohio native, she graduated from Ohio State University School of Medicine and is trained in internal medicine, neurology, geriatric neurology, and public health. She has been on the faculty of the University of Cincinnati, uh, my hometown, Boston University, and now at the University of New Mexico. She's been there since 1996. Currently, she is the professor, she is a professor of medicine, geriatrics, and neurology at the UNM, at UNM, and she's the clinical director at the Center for Memory and Aging at UNM's Clinical Neuroscience Center. Her interest um, for many years has been in the neurological diseases of aging, most importantly, Alzheimer's and dementias of any type. Um, I have known Dr. Knofel for many years, and thank you so much for being here today. Nancy, it's my pleasure. I, um, I'm very happy to be here, and um, I am very much interested in this topic, as we all are aging, and uh, we have these questions about our own self as well as uh, our family members and friends, mm-hmm. so I think it's a very do, pertinent topic. We? Yes, and I know there are many, many topics that you and I could discuss, and I appreciate your um, being willing to come on and talk about this one. Um, You know, seniors often talk about forgetfulness. Um, We talk about um, going into a room and wondering why the heck we went in there, We uh, sometimes, we often, you know, misplace our keys, our cell phones. Um, I have some friends that do that more than others. You know, we might forget a word. It's right there and we're having trouble recalling it. We might even forget a person's name. Um, And all of those things tend to create a little bit of panic sometimes for people, particularly those people who have a history in their family of dementia and and have that underlying worry, you know, could, could it happen to me? And so 
I think it helps to hear from you about the processes, what's going on as we age with our brain and what really uh, in the medical world is defined within a normal range. Could you help us understand that a little better just to get things started? Sure, Nancy, that's a huge topic, uh, as we know. Um, in, in 10 minutes. <laughs> okay, I'll give you 10 minutes. So um, or, or the, we, we like to, I like to see that and understand that aging is really part of, it's a continuation of the, um, of the developmental process. So that we know um, what's most common uh, that we see uh, with our younger generation is that, you know, they're children and then they go through the teen years and they, they figure out, you know, who they are and what they want to do in their 20s and 30s, um, work very productively, hopefully, in the 40s, 50s, into the 60s. And, uh, you know, somewhere along, along the line, we realize that we, we are continuing to change. Um, I always like to tell my patients and families that um, the shrinkage of the brain starts at about the age of 30. And it's really amazing to, to try to understand that. Um, what that is doing, what the brain is doing, is that it's really, it's really honing those uh, functions and those skills that we have. And it's kind of getting rid of what is not being used in the brain. So that is not, uh, so in some ways we can, we can date, you know, quote, the aging process, you know, literally all the way back to the 30s and 40s. Um, and then it somehow seems to catch up with us, generally sometime maybe in our 50s or 60s, sometimes later for, for some individuals. Mm -hmm. But we start, again, usually start noticing things about ourselves. Things that used to be so easy for us to do, eh, they're not quite so easy anymore. Or it, uh, we might be able to do them well, but it takes us longer. And the question is, what, are, what is causing uh, these changes that we're, that we're noticing? Um, and uh, sometimes we're, only ones, we're the only ones who are noticing them. We, we uh, may not... Uh, uh, see that other people can understand that we're having those changes. Um, and uh, eventually, uh, sometimes our family does um, start to, um, to recognize um, that we are changing. Um, the way that, I might add, the way that neurologists tend to think about uh, brain function, we, we kind of, you know, separated into various areas. Um, I think today we're only going to be talking about cognition, um, I can come back on another time perhaps and talk about other aspects um, such as uh, movement ability, sensory, uh, vision, hearing, etc. But we'll, we're going to leave that for another right. time. And, and there are changes related to normal aging in those areas as well, yes. Oh, in fact, if anything yes. more dramatically <laughs> than yes. in our, our, our cognitive abilities. So uh, neurologists in general... Uh, like to separate um, cognition um, into um, certain functions. Um, and that just allows us to think about it in a little more organized fashion. Okay, so I'm just going to be going through some of those different uh, functions and um, describing, you know, some, some of the changes that, that, we, might, that we might see. And I, I really like 
um, reflecting back on, um, uh, if you will, our life. And um, there, there are a lot of different cliches of aging. And I'm going to mention a few because many of us have have experienced them in our in our own uh, in our own life. So, for instance, when you're trying to recall the name of a person or even a place, you mm-hmm. go, oh, what's their name? Um, I can picture him or her. I, I I I know what they do. I know their family. I can't remember their name, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's very that's very common. In fact, that's called a cliche. It it happens to uh, to many of us. Okay. Um, the same thing happens to not only just names of people and places, but also to uh, specific words. And it, in fact, that's called actually the tip of the tongue syndrome. Um, it's like, oh, the word. What's the word I want? It's right on the tip of my tongue. Oh, you know what it is. You know what I'm talking about. Um, so, I mean, it, it does get to be humorous, and we make it humorous um, as well. Here's, here's another cliche for you. You can't teach an old dog new tricks, right? We've all heard of that one. Um, and that might be true with dogs, uh, not necessarily true with humans. The fact of the matter is that you can teach an old dog new tricks. It just takes longer. Might have more uh, need for more repetition. So, um, yes, we can learn new things. And, in fact, the concept of the, quote, Alzheimer moment has made its way into the popular culture. You, you mentally are searching for something, but you just can't quite pull it up when you, when you need it. Right. So um, we have examples of these in all of the different domains of, a, of uh, cognition. So um, in general, when you talk to a neurologist or a psychologist, psychiatrists, we, we, we talk about the domains of cognition, and they are separated by functions. Um, so, for instance, one of the big ones, of course, is memory. That's the one that everybody is always worried about. Yes. And, uh, so how about memory? How can we, how can we think about memory? Well, uh, memory is multifaceted. Um, there are what we call explicit memory, explicit knowledge, and that's knowledge of fact. Facts and figures, that's explicit. But there also is something called implicit memory. And implicit memory means all those skills and those habits that we have developed over years. A good example of implicit uh, memory is riding a bicycle, correct? Once you learn how to ride a bicycle, you Mm -hmm. almost always, forever, know how to ride a bicycle or the dancer with muscle memory or yes 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 muscle memory but that also involves co- uh, cognition yeah cognition sure. as well mm-hmm. um another domain that we talk a lot about of course is executive function and people say what the heck is executive function executive function is the highest order of cognitive ability that we have and that allows us to identify, uh, for instance, um, activities that are worthy of our effort. It allows us to, uh, un- to identify what it is that we want to do and, and how it is that we want to do that. Um, so that's kind of an over- overriding um, cog- cognitive ability. And, it, it's, and, and actually, a lot of people would argue that executive function 
and uh, the frontal lobes, which is where the executive function lives, is what makes us human. Um, because we can identify such things as goals, and then we can understand the steps that are necessary to uh, uh, achieve those goals. And if something happens and that goal is not attainable, well, then what's like what's a workaround? You know, what's what's the secondary goal? Um, so that that allows humans to organize themselves and to accomplish um, a lot of. Um, uh, work and um, achievements for sh for sure. Um, so in real life, uh, so what is an executive function that we use in real life? Well, an executive function is what allows us to um, handle all of our finances mm -hmm. uh, for sure. It allows. Go ahead, Nancy. Oh, I said pay our bills. Sorry. Pay our bills. Um, get us ready for an event. Plan plan an event get us ready for, for an, an event um, and how to, how to take care of ourselves, how, how to make sure that, um, oh, a wedding's coming up. I have a particular dress I want to wear. I want to make sure, number one, it still fits, and number two, it's clean and ready to go. So that's all executive function. Um, another uh, function that we, uh, that we always look into and examine is that of language. And um, humans, if anything, have superb language skills, I would say. Um, and it, it really does um, help us very much with our uh, social organization. But um, it also actually helps us in our thinking abilities because we think in language. And um, it's, it's, a, it's a very, it's the most human of, of, of qualities um, in, in that cognitive ability. Um, and um, the, you know, the other uh, area that is um, of cognition that's also very important is visual-spatial. So you might say, what, what is visual-spatial? Well, <clears throat> it's the ability to, to take in our visual surroundings and then to, to know our relationship uh, visually to um, our surroundings and then, of course, how to manipulate that space. Um, uh, and if, let me just give you an example. Uh, if you have, um, if you can recall when your children were young or if you have, uh, you know, young grandchildren currently, uh, just watch them trying to learn how to put their clothes on. That is a visual spatial skill to kind of understand where in space and what are all the relationships and how to, how to, how to uh, adjust uh, you know, the clothes and your arm so that the arm goes into the sleeve. It's really quite comical to me. Um, and how we, uh, how we see this in our, our everyday life, um, again, visual spatial is very important to driving. Right. Yes. And, and sequencing of, yeah, right. one task then on to another. Yeah. yeah, actually driving, you're right, Nancy, driving also involves um, a lot of executive function as well. Yes. Um, the visual spatial is very important with our driving, and that's all often where um, seniors get in, get into trouble. Mm -hmm. And so all of these um, all of these things. So how um, as we age? So um, so the normal aspects of aging and how things change is that some of these tasks. Um, and thought processes 
may change or do change somewhat, like uh, multitasking. I used to multitask, you know, three things at a time. I can't do that anymore, or I can't listen to someone and be typing an email. You know, I mean, I literally could have done that a decade ago, perhaps. But so multitasking, um, processing speed, things get slower. So you have to take more time to recall things. I mean, that's all normal. Is that the... um, Yes, that that is normal. In fact, Nancy, I'm glad you brought up that example. Yeah, yeah, multitasking um, is something that uh, we are able to do because our our, our brain is uh, is multidimensional and multifunctional. So yes, that's that's one a very good example. A multitasking for the most part kind of lives in the executive sphere that we're able to concentrate on one thing while monitoring another one. So that's that's a great example of um, executive uh, executive. So even executive functioning um, begins to um, I don't want to say lessen, but change um, as we get older. And yes, yes, it does. Normal, and stay within the normal. Range. It does. And um, and Nancy, I know we have a break coming up, but what I'd like to talk about after the break actually is to go and see, uh, explore more what we should worry about, what changes we should worry about versus ones that are really referenceable only to the, to the aging process itself. Okay. All right. Um, good. Yeah. I would like to hear more about that, but what I'm, what I'm hearing is that uh, right now is that, there are changes that occur in the brain. Shrinkage in the brain, as you said, begins at the age of 30. And um, so by the time you're 60, 70, um, there, there's apt to be change that has gone on and is occurring. And those jokes we all make. So our, our adult children do not have to be in a panic when we can't find a word or it takes a little longer or we um, suddenly can't do some of the things we used to do before. When they note those changes, they need to know this is a normal process that's occurring. Yeah, I, I would agree that that is correct. One, one feature, one quality that humans have is introspection mm-hmm. and insight. Mm-hmm. into our own abilities, into our own self, our own mind, our own body. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that is a function of a certain part of the brain. And if that part of the brain becomes affected by whatever process, a dementia, Alzheimer's, a yes, trauma, whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. we sometimes lose that introspection. And at that point, we have to rely upon our family member and other members of our community to help us kind of self-observe, self-modulate ourselves. Yes. Um, so yes, a lot of these things are funny. Uh, these changes are funny to us, but that's because we are recognizing them in ourselves. In some instances, people do not recognize these changes in themselves. So that particular change, is that not normal? Yes and no, and let me give a brief answer to that. It is, it is not normal 
if you've always been able to do that before. I see. Okay. We all know some people who have never been able to do that. <laughs> but in that case, it's not Good it's point. not abnormal. It's Good really point. the same. We could say the same thing about managing your finances too, but we'll we'll save that. Yeah, for later. Um, okay. All right. Well, um, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, Dr. Knofel is going to focus a little bit more on the things that should be concerning. We may be concerned and uh, may want to uh, explore. Okay, we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you overwhelmed and struggling with the next step? Is your family in crisis? Do you need advice or help making a difficult decision for an aging loved one? Aging Life Network was developed to connect you with senior care experts and life care professionals who will discuss your unique situation, offer practical step-by-step guidance, tell you the questions to ask, and help you understand the maze of options. Their network of life care professionals, available to you through HIPAA-compliant video conferencing and calls, will work with you to create action plans to solve your current and real-time problems. Aging Life Network's online educational center, ALN Academy, offers 24-7 access to the most up-to-date and accurate information for seniors and their families. Through podcast interviews with senior care experts, articles, and live webinars, Aging Life Network shares with you those things you need to know to care for your aging loved one. Check out aginglifenetwork.com today and find the answers you need. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Aging Life Network. If you have a question or comment for Nancy about the show, please send an email to nancy at aginglifenetwork.com. That's nancy at aginglifenetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, this is Nancy. Thank you for coming back. We had some um, technical difficulties in that first segment. I think we've corrected the sound. Um, So thanks for hanging in there with us. I'm here with Dr. Janice Knofel, who is a neurologist and geriatrician. We're talking about what's normal and in cognition and and what might be um, signs of a problem. And so we're going to talk a little bit about her. um, She's going to share some things if we notice we should be worried about and and then we can talk a little bit about how how we go about um, evaluating if there is a problem. So welcome back, Dr. Knofel. Thank you, Nancy. Um, let's uh, continue our discussion about these uh, interesting topics. I, I yes. love talking about them. So when when do we start to worry? Um, I don't know if you remember the old Mad Magazine, Alfred P. Newman, uh, mm-hmm. freckle-faced redhead. Uh-huh. Yes. Who's his, his, what, what was his famous line? His all, famous line was always, what? Me worry. <laughs> right. Yes. 
Now, as we get older, we do worry. There's no doubt about that. So, um, and what I'm going to try to, uh, over the next number of minutes, is uh, help you understand when we should be concerned and and, uh, conversely, what could be considered part of usual aging. So, for instance... Um, if, if, you're, if you're having memory issues and it is disrupting your daily life, that is something to, uh, to explore further. So, for instance, if you find yourself forgetting important dates or events, um, if you have to ask for the same information over and over again, perhaps you're either asking your family members or if you have a calendar, you have to keep on referring back to that because you're not being able to hold it um, in your memory. Um, If you are increasingly reliant on memory aids, so for instance, um, electronic devices, we can, you know, we can program our phones now to uh, to remind us uh, to give a uh, a audio uh, uh, reminder of, of, of something that's coming up. If we are becoming increasingly dependent upon that, that is a that is of concern. I had a patient in my clinic the other day who said to me, and she she described her function as, "I have become the queen of sticky notes." Ah. There were mm-hmm. sticky notes all over her house because she was using the sticky notes, a written reminder of what she had to recall. And of course, increasingly, if we if we rely upon our family members uh, mm-hmm. for that, um, mm-hmm. that that is of concern. That is yes. of concern. So, wh- so what's not to worry about is occasionally if we forget names of people or say an appointment, but yet we remember them later on when we get when we are reminded, you know, either by we're looking in our books or. Uh, we get that, um, you know, that day before phone call from the uh, doctor saying, you know, you have an appointment tomorrow. It's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Right. So generally, that's not what we're, we're so we're not so worried about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, the truth of the matter is that everybody is concerned about their memory. It, it comes with um, with the territory. Um, another area that we can um, also reflect upon is that of problems with, uh, cha- well, rather challenges in planning or in actually solving problems. So, for instance, um, if you are used to doing all of the uh, cooking in your family and you have a, a routine of dearly loved family recipe that you're used to making, mm-hmm. and uh, you used to be able to make it just without even having to consult the cookbook or your notes, or your recipe, and now all of a sudden you can't do that anymore. Um, or you don't realize that you've left out some ingredients because you didn't go back and check. So that's 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 a concern. If it happens, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if it happens once, yes, you get a pass on that. But if it happens consistently, then that is something more that we are going to uh, worry about. Mm-hmm. Um, for uh, the individuals who are responsible for the bills in their household, if you are losing track of bills um, and you used to say be able to do that routinely, but now you're having more trouble, maybe you missed a payment, um, yeah. maybe you forgot a month's uh, mortgage 
a payment, that's a, a definite problem. So changes in that um, it does again does raise some concern, and that might be a type of a red flag, um, especially if you get be- behind on uh, important bills like taxes or uh, perhaps the mortgage. I had uh, again, I'll reflect back to my own real life experiences with some of my patients. I had uh, an, an older gentleman who just happened to be a, a tax preparer, uh, an accountant uh, for his life's work. And his family found out that he himself had not paid taxes for two years. So yes. again, mm-hmm. that was a red flag for that patient. And that was a red flag for that family. Mm-hmm. Right. So unopened mail, piles of mail. Right. Especially if it has checks in it. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. <laughs> Things being oh. turned off. Yes. Uh, yeah. Occasionally, if we, if we make a minor error in balancing a checkbook, well, okay, well, you, you get a pass on that one as well. But in anything, a change that becomes more consistent over time is, is, is worrisome. Is mm-hmm. worrisome. Okay. So we talked a little bit about driving earlier. So let's kind of focus in on that again. Mm, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, finances and driving are the two most complex everyday activities that most people do. So let's talk a little bit about that driving, okay? So um, if you're having trouble getting from one place to another, and these are places you've been to dozens if not hundreds of times. So, for instance, uh, with some of my my, uh, patients I'm familiar with, going from home to the beauty parlor, and they've, they've done that weekly for probably decades now. Mm-hmm. Or oh, the grocery, the neighborhood grocery, yes. And, and, and the grocery, right. Yes. Right. And um, perhaps to a, a local senior center. Yes. So you've done that for years, and now you're having trouble negotiating that mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and navigating that. Um, so that, that, becomes, that becomes a problem. If you are um, used to having um, success, in a, a recreational uh, uh, pursuit such as bridge, right, or the mm-hmm. card game, right, um, that's, that's pretty high level of uh, cognitive abilities. And now if you're having trouble with those um, the, um, avocational activities, and in fact, in, again, when I'm evaluating somebody, one of my questions is, how's your bridge game? Right. Although I've, I've, I have known of people who have, you know, mild to moderate dementia, but are still able to do the bridge game. It could be the long-term memory. I, I don't know. It's, it, it is interesting, though. Yes, and, and I, I, I have to plead um, uh, inexperience in the area of bridge. Yeah. Um, I, I was under the impression that every new every, every bridge hand is a new bridge hand and it's a mm-hmm. new uh, opportunity for strategy. That's true. Yeah, it is pretty high level. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Now, now maybe uh, you know crazy eights is different. <laughs> yes. Um, the the other thing that's a very high level function uh, is as as that of managing a budget. Um, so that's you know slightly different than managing the actual bills, bill paying and taxes. But managing a budget, 
is, is more like if you are going out and starting to make um, unusual purchases. Yes. Um, coming home with uh, multiple dresses or, uh, a, a, you know, a, 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 per, a, hand, a handy person might come home with a whole set of new tools that they don't need because they have them all already in the garage. So those, um, those odd things um, that, um, that are occurring. So that's, that's when uh, we and uh, families sh sh should get worried. Uh, so when should we not get worried in that, in that area? Well, if you occasionally need help with a device. So for instance, mm -hmm. if you, um, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll make a little you know, acknowledgement here, uh, on my cell phone, my, uh, my voicemail had been full for probably a couple of months. Mm -hmm. And just two days ago, I went through and I deleted messages I didn't need anymore. And then the phone was asking me to please sign in to my voicemail. And I had to think a little harder than I would have liked to have. It's like, well, what is that password? <laughs> because I hadn't used it in a long time. But occasionally, we, have, we all have those challenges. But that does not mean that you have a, 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 serious, a serious issue. I um I I know that there is beginning to be more research about um, capacity around finances, and I have read that it can often be one of the early signs that there's a problem. Um, would you have you read that? You know, can you confirm that that uh, if somebody's having trouble there, that there should be yes. a real concern. Yes, that, that is of concern. And um, unfortunately, Nancy, I've not only uh, read about it, but I have experienced it in some of my patients. Yes. That, um, the, uh, the ability to um, exercise good judgment mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and do caution uh, when somebody is coming to you generally on the phone, occasionally over the, over the Internet, um, with uh, a, a deal that's too good to to uh, to to believe, mm -hmm. and um, individuals are starting to lose some of that judgment, and they become um, really excellent targets for scam artists, for um, exploitation. Sometimes, unfortunately, exploitation by family members mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. when um, they sign up for um, you know multiple. Uh, series of um, of uh, products to be shipped to their house, and it's going. It's it's a continuous uh, delivery. Um, yeah, bad um, bad judgment. But it's not that that individual is out there looking to buy these things, but somebody is coming to them and selling them these things. And, right, um, right. And so other other parts of how they present might still be relatively. Um, it might look relatively normal, you know, the rest of how they operate or their language, but but suddenly you hear about or see that there's been this um, massive change in judgment, and um, it can be an early sign. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, another good example of that um, is... Um, I don't want to use any proprietary names here, but you know, like the home the home shopping networks. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
where all you have to do is pick up that phone and call. I, I feel like I'm part of the ad. You pick up that phone and call, give us your credit card, and we're going to send all this really good stuff to you. Yeah. Um, a bad, mm. uh, bad, a bad judgment, especially if you don't need it. Um, or mm. if you signed up for something that's going to be coming on a monthly basis and you didn't need even the first shipment. So, mm. Mm. yeah, those are all, those are all red flags. Mm. Um, the, 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 uh, another red flag, if you will, is difficulty understanding if something has, is going to be happening in the future or if that, that event already happened, if it already occurred. You're kind of losing track of time, mm-hmm. losing mm-hmm. track of events, um, um, and and sometimes even the seasons, like you know what season are we in, or the passage of time. So well, well that was just last year that you know Johnny and his family came to visit for Christmas, right? And in reality, it was like five years ago. So losing mm-hmm. track of the passage of time is also mm-hmm. something uh, to worry about. Um, occasionally, um, one of the first signs can be the fact that an individual loses track of where they are. So, for instance, if you're visiting your sister, you actually think it's your mother's house. Or if you're you know, visiting your sister and you think it's a different sister in a different um, state, if you will. Mm-hmm. So kind of forgetting you know, where exactly they are, the circumstances that they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, so things things to look for um and and in fact speaking of exactly where we are um sometimes we have understand we have difficulty understanding visual relationships um and and judging distances so Mm -hmm. you you think that your grandson um who lives say in texas well they're they're really just in the next neighborhood they're not that far away so Hmm. difficulty with distances sure. and certainly any any problems with driving and that can be driving too fast driving okay. too slow mm-hmm. um having uh, uh, trouble getting nav- literally navigating from one place to another um, um also um one of the questions i ask the families i see in clinic uh, uh with their loved one i i say uh, will will do you do you ride, you know? Do you ride with your with your mother? Do you ride with your father? And if they and if and if the, if the family member says no, I don't ride with them, and I don't let any of my children ride with them either. Well, you're we should be listening to ourselves and saying, well, there's a problem with that individual's driving ability. Let's get that assessed. Let's look into that. Right. Right. Yeah. There's also the. Um, you know, I just drive to the grocery store, but, you know, on Thursday they put orange barrels up, you know, and, and suddenly there's a, you're being, you know, there's a change. At any rate. Um, right. You're being asked to go on a detour, but mm-hmm. yet the, the mental flexibility, which is part of executive function, can't help you get to where you need to, to go by going a different, by going a different Correct. Way. Yes, yeah. That's that mental flexibility. That's concerning. So um, I'm so sorry. We have to take another break. Um, When we come back, what I would like to ask you about is, um, you know, if I am concerned, what are some of the evaluations that might occur 
to help me or help me for myself or my loved one determine if there is a problem and, and what I can do about it. So we will be right back. Thanks. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Are you overwhelmed and struggling with the next step? Is your family in crisis? Do you need advice or help making a difficult decision for an aging loved one? Aging Life Network was developed to connect you with senior care experts and life care professionals who will discuss your unique situation offer practical step-by-step guidance, tell you the questions to ask, and help you understand the maze of options. Their network of life care professionals, available to you through HIPAA-compliant video conferencing and calls, will work with you to create action plans to solve your current and real-time problems. Aging Life Network's online educational center, ALN Academy, offers 24-7 access to the most up-to-date and accurate information for seniors and their families. Through podcast interviews with senior care experts, articles, and live webinars, Aging Life Network shares with you those things you need to know to care for your aging loved one. Check out aginglifenetwork.com today and find the answers you need. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Aging Life Network. If you have a question or comment for Nancy about the show, please send an email to nancy at aginglifenetwork.com. That's nancy at aginglifenetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, welcome back. This is Nancy, your host. I'm here with Dr. Janice Knofel, and we are talking about... um, what is normal or what may be a problem such as a dementia or Alzheimer's. And um, should we talk a little bit about the difference or how should we just briefly speak to what is dementia? Um, The brief definition. uh, Sure. Well, we're all worried about it, right? Yeah. I, I like to say we all, we all talk about dementia, but nobody ever does anything about it. Well, we're, we're trying to change that. Um, yes. We do have a program here at University of New Mexico. Uh, we're, uh, we're called the Memory and Aging Center. Uh, mm-hmm. you, can, you can Google us, UNM uh, Memory and Aging, and you'll come upon our website. Um, what, what we try to do is, um, off, number one, is to do a lot of outreach to um, educate people, um, their families, about these symptoms uh, when when to when to be worried, when not to be worried, but if you are worried, what are the next steps you know that we can take? Um, if you are noticing these changes in yourself, um, really it's important for you to start talking to your family about it. Mention it to your family, mention it to your friends. Maybe they have observed something and they they also might be worried and concerned about it. Okay. Um, um, definitely discuss discuss your concerns uh, about your with your healthcare provider. You know yes. that's 
you know, primary level of entrance into the healthcare system is your is your primary doctor or nurse practitioner, and so discuss it with them, and they can uh, mm-hmm. will, will most likely do a brief screen. Will uh, check you for a number of things, perhaps refer you on, you know, to to an expert. But uh, but what else can you do? Let's talk about what what we can do on an individual level. Well, let's see what our health, what you know, what our living habits are. You know, are we doing things that we know we shouldn't be doing? Are we uh, maybe we're you know in the time of COVID, maybe we're drinking a little too much alcohol than we should be. And, and let's cut let's cut down on that. That's not an unusual thing. Perhaps we're not getting that exercise anymore, right? Well, mm-hmm. let's let's get ourselves on some kind of a physical activity program that we do on, on a routine basis. Um, you know, other kind of, of healthy living habits um, would include um, if you're smoking, stop smoking, put down mm-hmm. those cigarettes. Um, we, we forget that uh, many, many people still still do smoke. It's been much decreased in frequency in our uh, population, but people still do smoke. So let's get rid of the cigarettes as well. We are often on medications that um, can help uh, our bodies, but yet they might be uh, imp- impeding our brains. Um, there are a number of them uh, that I, I like to talk about. Um, and certainly, uh, some of them have to do with um, sleeping medications. Okay. Yeah, we haven't talked at all about sleep, and that's another no. topic. Yes. Um, sleep is very important to brain function, and if an individual's not getting good sleep, uh, you can bet that that next day is going to be a pretty poor day. Um, a lot of people take uh, supplements or uh, sleep aids. Um, to try to get that good night's sleep. And um, some of those medications directly uh, interfere with the formation of new memories. Oh, okay. And the ones that are the most uh, uh, dangerous ones are the um, sleeping aids, uh, such as I like to call them the PM medications. So anything with PM in it. So it could be Advil PM. Excuse me if I'm, you know, Saying, saying brand names here, um, Advil PM or Tylenol PM or Allergy PM. Um, the mm. PM usually stands for uh, a medication we call Benadryl. Um, okay, right. And that interferes with our with the formation of memories. So it's important to recognize that and then come off of that. Any of the benzodiazepines... Like, um, again, brand names, I hate to mention them, but um, Ambien is mm-hmm. a big one. Um, mm-hmm. uh, another one's called Trazodone. Yep. So all have, they're all good to help us get to sleep, but they interfere with our, with our memory function and our brain function. So um, try to, to minimize that. And then people say, well, how do you minimize that? How do you do that? Well, the number one thing, of course, is to come off of caffeine. Ah. Yeah, and that's Nancy. That's another whole. That's another yeah. Whole program. Yeah, um, the ca- that that caffeine we take in the morning or at, uh, mm-hmm. yes. at uh, our lunchtime can yes. still be with us at eight and nine and ten o'clock in the evening. I see. So yes. it, 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 that can also keep us um, keep us very very much awake. So the 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 exercise, sleep. So you're you're of course suggesting and um, that all of these healthy 
ways of living um, do impact the brain and contribute potentially to what we would call dementia? Yes. Mm-hmm. Over time. Over time. Yeah, you know, a one-time, you know, a one-time dose of a, a Benadryl before you go to bed is not going no, to right. dementia. But over time, and uh, the time frame that um, scientists have discovered uh, is pretty much uh, about five years. If you routinely use sleep aids that interfere with memory production, um, give it five years and you just doubled your risk of Alzheimer's disease. So mm-hmm. it's a pretty, wow. it's a pretty serious, it's a pretty serious concern. So sleep, so sleep, sleep is, is of uh, utmost importance. And um, we need to look into why you're not getting a good night's sleep other than just taking a pill as the answer. We need to figure out why you're not, you're not sleeping as well. It, it, it sleep, again, this is another whole talk. Sleep does change as we get older. Yeah. But generally, we still get enough sleep. And if we're not getting enough sleep, then we have to delve into why that is. So there used to be a term, mild cognitive impairment. I know that has changed to, I don't know, it's in the DSM, mild cognit- mild, mild versus major. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Um, but, um, you know, I've read that um, people who have that, and that is sort of normal aging changes plus, you know, it's not quite interfering with your daily life, but but it's become a problem. And I have um, and I have absolutely um, you know heard that that um, gosh that some of those folks through healthy aging type activities that the brain has enough plasticity that um, that um, healthy aging activities can actually reverse some of that impairment. Yes, that, that we can get over that. Yes, exactly. Yes. So, um, so Nancy, we know that life is a continuum, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, what happens over, over the years, it's all part of a continuum. And, and so goes for uh, cognitive function. We have a, 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 new, a new category that's called subjective cognitive complaints. Ah. So that's when you think your perception is that something is going on, but yet when you come into me uh, for a full evaluation and I do my complete assessment and I can't find anything that's unusual, but yet I say, I say, you know, if you're worried, I'm worried. So right. I'm going to have you, I'm going to do the full evaluation, which mm-hmm. includes, you know, getting a few blood tests and, you know, get, getting an image of the brain. And then if everything looks okay, then I'll, I want to see you back in a year, and we're going to go over all of this again. Sometimes right. individual who have subjective cognitive Im- impairment or concept, um, um, subjective cognitive complaints, that, that, that morphs into mild cognitive impairment. And mild cognitive impairment is a real thing, so that yes. there is a decline in our cognitive abilities, but it's not severe enough to interfere with how we're able to carry on our life. Right. If it another year or two, it might have gotten worse and mm-hmm. it might have uh, blended into an actual, you know, 
uh, early early stage maybe of dementia. So, right. It's a continuum. Okay. And dementia in general, I mean, I, I talk about it a lot on the show, but in general, it's a, it's a generic term that essentially says there's an impairment in your cognition that's interrupting or interfering with your daily life. Right. Right. The things, the things that you want to do, you either can't do them anymore or you're, have, you're struggling to do those things. So mm-hmm. it does have to impact your function. And we, you know, again, we, we talk about that all the time. We talk about um, function in the larger world, and that's, you know, finances, cooking, shopping, driving, cleaning, and mm-hmm. then our, our function regarding our own self, which is how we take care of ourselves, and that's, you know, ba- uh, bathing, dressing, uh, walking, mm-hmm. uh, toiletting, et cetera. Right. Make, so, making appointments and, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So if you're having cognitive impairment um, of such a severity that it interferes with those activities, then that gets us thinking about what is causing this picture of dementia. Right. And so once you see dementia, then <clears throat> um, someone like yourself works on potential causes or type of dementia, if you will. Um, correct? Correct. Yeah, we want, uh, I want to try to figure out why you're having this, this change. Why now and what change is it? And let's assess that and see if we can figure out what that's due to. Um, it could be due to um, uh, perhaps you're having a memory problem and maybe you forgot, take, you forgot to keep on taking your thyroid pills. Oh, I, right. I, I started a thyroid. I took... I was prescribed too much thyroid medication okay. one time and had memory problems as a result. Yes. Um, and had to bring that to the attention of someone. Um, yes. And what about... Um, Very good. And so, right. And the, and the purpose of that really, although sadly for an Alzheimer's type dementia, there's not really, there are some medications, but there's not really a cure or a treatment. But for other types of dementia, there might be things medically that you would do um, as in the form of treatment, uh, vascular, watch blood pressure, um, you know, things like that. I mean, there's a purpose of trying to determine type in terms of planning and trajectory of the disease. Exactly, yes. exactly. Yeah. So you're right. What, what we do um, for the assessment of, of cognitive decline is we determine yes or no. If yes, there is cognitive decline or no, there's not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Come back in here. Yes. But if there is cognitive decline, we want to try to figure out why because then mm-hmm. try to intervene. So mm-hmm. um, like, like you said, if, if a person is um, mm-hmm. low on their thyroid or stopped mm-hmm. or just, too much thyroid, mm-hmm. we, we can test that and we will intervene. Um, yeah. If a person, say, is, um, is drinking too much alcohol yes. and they can stop, then come back in six months, it's like, oh, my gosh, the exam got so much better. Oh, yes. Exactly. Yes. But okay, there so are, there's a lot of, yeah, interventions that you yeah, will. Yeah, there are. And, and okay. there are some degenerative conditions that we can diagnose and that we, we can treat some symptoms. Okay. But of that dementia. Okay. We often cannot treat the underlying dementia though. 
And so um, as we close, um, you mentioned UNM Memory and Aging Center or clinic. Um, there are others around the country, um, at least 35 that, that you spoke of to me. Um, and some people have to go from one state to another to, to get that evaluation. But at any rate, um, they're telling me we need to close. Well, I would, I would love be happy to come back and talk more about that. Yes, <laughs> we will. And um, I appreciate you being here today, and I encourage people to email me with uh, topics if you're interested, and I got to go. Have a great day. Thanks so much. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you for tuning in this week to Aging Life Network. Please join host Nancy Oriola for another edition of the program next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We can't wait to talk again.